a deal of 40 billion dollars a valuation of 172 billion dollars an employee strength of 1.77 lakh a combined asset base of rupees 18 lakh crore the merger of hdfc limited and hdfc bank on july 1st is being keenly watched by the financial world for the sheer size of the merger Hi you're listening to On Manorama's Explainer Podcast News Break a weekly show that breaks down news in a clutter-free manner This is Harita Benjamin and today we are here to talk about the mega HDFC merger Now according to Bloomberg with a valuation of around 172 billion dollars the merger will place HDFC in the fourth position in equity market capitalization This is right behind JP Morgan Chase and Industrial Commercial Bank of China and the Bank of America Now Gopika Gopakumar a senior banking journalist at Financial Daily Mint has joined us today to shed some light on the matter Thank you so much for joining us Gopika Thank you thank you Harita for having me Now uh, let's start with a little history to get some perspective. Uh, what according to you is the rationale behind the merger which was finalized last year in April? What are the synergies involved? Well, so this um, merger between the talk of this merger between HDFC Bank and HDFC has actually been going around for a long time. This was um, sort of expected but the market was expecting it but we didn't know when the uh, eventual uh, merger would happen but finally uh, last year the two entities decided to merge uh, you know this was mainly because RBI Reserve Bank of India was not too keen uh, to have uh, an NBFC holding a bank now if you see most of the uh, banks in India uh, banks become the holding company to other entities now it is only in this case where we have an uh, hd nhfc a housing finance company holding a bank so this was not a structure which rbi was very comfortable with Uh, to begin with but because the two entities were given licenses they had grown uh, really large the timing was crucial so both the parties the regulator and the uh, the two companies had to decide on a mutually agreeable date to finally do this so this is one main reason why hdfc bank and hdfc decided to go ahead with the merger also in the last few years housing loans uh, the growth in home loans have picked up at great speed although hdfc has been growing at very uh, you know has been seeing a strong growth but uh, you know its future over a period of time was uh, could could have become uncertain because if you compare to other uh, banks which do home loans from their own books the kind of network those banks have vis-a-vis hdfc that was a, a big challenge although cost of cost of funds for hdfc is much higher than banks because they get cost uh, less they get uh, uh, deposits so these were these this is the other technical aspect perhaps could have pushed the uh, two entities to merge 
Now the reverse merger is an all stock deal right uh, once the deal is effective HDFC bank will be 100% owned by public shareholders and the existing shareholders of HDFC will own around 41% of the bank every HDFC shareholder will get 42 shares of the HDFC bank for every 25 shares they hold now could you elaborate on this and maybe decode some of the jargon here like uh, say reverse merger all stock deal etc Yeah so a reverse merger is here it's a parent getting merged into its subsidiary that is called a reverse merger usually yeah. it is always the uh, subsidiary getting merged into the parent company but here it's the reverse uh, it is a reverse the other thing is in a merger you will have and if these the two entities are listed entities there will be a share swap so shares uh, shareholders of hdfc uh, or um, shareholders of hdfc will get shares of hdfc bank at a um, you know predetermined record date which in this case is july 13th so uh, right. on that date the shareholders of hdfc will get hdfc bank shares all right so as i mentioned in the beginning the merger does place hdfc bank right on top of the global banking sector's chart right uh, could you elaborate on how this is important from the perspective of market capitalization and indian markets well clearly it you know hdfc now becomes the fourth largest uh, bank globally this is behind uh, i a few american and chinese banks so that combined market capitalization as you had said is uh, you know uh, is around 16 lakh crores in rupee terms so right. of course on the uh, you know india has been eyeing uh, to be a part of you know the top 10 global banks and clearly this puts us in that league of uh, uh, global banks where uh, such a large financial conglomerate which offers so many products with such a large network uh, so clearly it puts india on that uh, league All right. So the merger uh, is also placing HDFC above the government-owned banks like SBI, right? So, uh, do you think the government uh, could be worried about this fact? And how do you think Indian banks will react to this merger? From government perspective, I don't think they would feel threatened. Even now, HDFC Bank. SBI ICICI bank are considered to be systemically important banks you know these are large right. banks and from the uh, country perspective if one of these uh, banks fail then it's a big it causes a huge stability issue for the indian banking system so uh, exactly, yeah. hdfc now becoming the fourth largest global bank clearly the Uh, the importance of this large this large huge uh, conglomerate goes even higher so it's not threatening from a government perspective uh, especially when it comes to the state owned banks i don't think but certainly with uh, hdfc bank uh, you know hdfc and hdfc bank uh, with this merger the competition uh, will certainly go up especially in the home loan space that is something we will uh, we could all probably witness in the coming few quarters all right so uh, the next question is uh, how the stock markets are reacting to this merger already we can see uh, you know a difference in the stock markets once the merger was announced and uh, closer to the merger now according to some uh, experts the combined shares of hdfc bank and hdfc limited account 
uh, for nearly 25% of Nifty 50 strength. Uh, so do you think there could be any further changes in the stock market? I think the, uh, they have already reacted to this news. So I, I, I don't think we will witness a lot of, uh, I mean, any further reaction in the coming days because we've seen the shares go up. But clearly, the return on equity uh, of the merged entity will see a dip in the coming days. It will take some time for it to revive. Uh, so that yeah. is something that the shareholders could uh, watch out for because a return on equity okay. is something, you know, when you when you invest in a share, you invest because you expect some return on that shares that you bought. That's called return on equity. So uh, because right. it's, because it's such a, it's a merged entity, that return, uh, perhaps they were getting a larger return from those individual entities. Now, with the merged entity, that re- return could see a dip. Only for a few months, but it will pick up as the combined entity starts growing. All right. Uh, so HDFC is planning a massive expansion along with the merger, right? Uh, and there is um, often a saying which goes that, you know, when you're bigger, you know, the rate of growth uh, which you can achieve uh, is lower. So do you think an expansion which is envisaged by the HDFC management is possible uh, considering that it is such a large firm? And what could happen if it does not pan out in the way they plan? Uh, could there be any negative effects or repercussions of the merger? I don't think uh, there are any further risks uh, post-merger, except that the bank will have to uh, push the pedal on deposit mobilization because even right. now, uh, every quarter, banks the, the bank has been seeing, uh, has been targeting a 1 trillion rupee deposit mobilization. Uh, this is needed because if they have to repay HDFC's uh, borrowers, uh, that is in terms of their bonds and other uh, you know instruments then the bank will have to raise these deposits in order to repay these uh, bondholders and that is the All reason right. why uh, but other than that uh, we don't see any negative effect there all right now for my final question uh, how does the customers of hdfc stand to be affected by this merger into a huge extent. Uh, in fact, only 2% of uh, HDFC bank customers were getting a loan from HDFC, which would mean that now the entire customer base will have access to uh, home loans. And similarly, in the case of HDFC, their home loan customers did not ha- have access to HDFC bank products, say deposits and uh, and other accounts. So with this merger, clearly both the, the customers of both HDFC and HDFC Bank stand to gain. Also, one could also expect, uh, you know, now with uh, uh, the cost of funds coming down, because now it's a bank, the bank gets, uh, you know, savings accounts, other low-cost deposits, the home loan price could uh, could dip. Uh, earlier, HDFC's cost of funds were higher, so they had to price these home loans slightly higher. Now, I mean, of course, at a competitive rate, perhaps that's what investor, I mean, the analysts are expecting that the merged entity could see cost of funds come down and perhaps one could see more aggressive home loan, you know, a push coming from the entity, also new products and maybe better pricing. So these, of course, 
it's a great time for home loan customers and perhaps right. this could okay. trigger uh, other um, uh, banks and nbfcs banks. to also uh, to compete and with it competitive Pricing, yes, right? yeah. but you know this this entity uh, something uh, that the market is also expecting that the small housing finance companies will be uh, hit the hardest because their uh, they expect that uh, their market share will be completely be, be decimated by this merged entity because uh, you know now more uh, customers with more reach uh, and more network HDFC home loans will be available to many more customers all right uh, thank you so much gopika for joining us on our show uh, gopika is also hosting a daily podcast mint business news uh, so do tune in to listen to all the action from global markets and business world on her uh, you know daily podcast so that's a wrap from our side uh, this is on manorama's news break and explainer podcast which is produced by harita benjamin that's me with a technical production by idea bro studios it comes out every week and is available on all podcast platforms. platforms so do follow on manorama.com for more updates